Virtual Assistant Podcast, episode number 10. Entertaining, educational, and encouraging content that makes a difference. This is GSPN.TV. Join the community. everybody and welcome back to another episode of the virtual assistant podcast my name is cliff ravenscraft and this podcast is devoted to you the small to medium-sized business owner we're here to help you to learn how to become more effective more efficient more productive and profitable in your business through learning how to delegate more efficiently with the use of a virtual assistant Wow, I made it out of the gate all in one recording session right there at the beginning to do the intro here as I am recording yet again live in front of a studio audience from pe- with people literally from all around the world. I think it's totally awesome uh, and by popular request and I'm not kidding. This isn't just two or three people. Uh, I had an overwhelming number of people who said, Cliff, if you would make the virtual assistant podcast live on Thursdays, like you do some of your other shows, I'll try to make it. I would love to interact and be in the chat room and, and, uh, stuff like that when, when you're doing the show and kind of watch you as you're recording that and see, cause a lot of people like to come and see some of the, the conversation that happens in the chat room as these live shows are being produced all day Thursdays. And so what I did is I actually uh, caved to the pressure and I basically decided that, yes, I am going to go ahead and rearrange the Thursday lineup of shows here at gspn.tv. So every Thursday from 8.30 in the morning till 5.30 in the evening, I will now be recording eight shows in one day. That's right. Uh, And of course, the virtual assistant podcast is now scheduled for 1 p.m. Eastern time. So for those of you who are listening via the podcast right now, if you would like to come see the show recorded live in front of an audience in high quality audio and, and not such high quality video, but still video where you can peek into the studios here at the GSPN.TV world headquarters, you can do that now. Just go to GSPN stands for general, generally speaking production network that's gspn.tv slash live anyway i am glad to be back again we are continuing our discussion of technology tools that can help you to collaborate with your virtual assistant today i'm going to be talking about dropbox quickbooks we've got a phone call from i think scott he's going to tell us about a service called jot And we also have some other audio feedback. So a great show here today, and I'm ready to get things started. And today, I am actually going to start off with the technology tools that will help you to collaborate with your virtual assistant. And the first one being Dropbox. This is D-R-O-P-B-O-X. You can go to dropbox.com. In fact, I encourage you to do that right now if you've not done it already. And sign up for a free account today. It is amazing. Even if you don't have a virtual assistant, you should probably have this. Even Let's just say you have more than one computer in your workplace and you wish that you could make sure that every time you update a document in your documents folder, you wish that it was automatically available, that updated document on everybody else's computer. Maybe you have a computer at work and a computer at home, and you don't have that local network with a shared folder and everything to rely on. Well, Dropbox basically 
installs a new video or it installs a new um, folder on your computer and it syncs it with everything that's in that folder gets synced to an online server. And then what happens is the uh, if you have Dropbox installed on another computer and you log in with your username and password, it will pull all the stuff from the server in the cloud and put it on your other computer. So let me give you an example of what I'm talking about here. In essence, what you would do is you would actually, I could actually, let's say I could be at the office. I could put a photo of, you know, that I just took of a car uh, and and say, man, I, I really need to be able to go in and do some Photoshop stuff on this, but I got Photoshop on the computer at the house. Well, I just drop it into the folder, call you know, into my Dropbox folder, and then immediately, within seconds of me doing that, there at the office, it is immediately available also on my hard drive back at the house. Now, of course, the length of time it takes to sync this back all is determined upon, you know, how big the file is and and uh, how fast your internet connection is on both ends. But in essence, what you could do is, and, and this is one of the things I've been doing a lot re- recently. Um, I have consulting clients who pay me to answer a lot of questions that they have uh, related to podcasting and new media. You can check me out over at podcastanswerman.com if you're interested. Anyway, uh, and, and I record a lot of these phone conversations that I have with people so that they can go back and refer to the conversations and they could hear all those things that I had uh, given them as answers to the questions that they had. And um, when I'm finished with that, what I do is I send them an email or I actually go into my Dropbox and I create a folder inside my Dropbox folder and I usually do client dash and then the name of the client. And then I drop that recording right inside of there, that MP3 file. And immediately it goes to work to take that, let's say, 30, 60 megabyte file and uploads it up to the Internet, um, you know, in my storage with Dropbox. And then what I do is I right click on the folder and it says sharing options. And I invite a person to share this folder with me. And so I actually put in the my client's email address and they get an email notification that says, hey, Cliff Ravenscraft would like to share this folder with you. And they can click that. And if they don't have Dropbox already, they can install it. But if they do have Dropbox, they just accept it. There's a little button that says accept. And as soon as they hit accept inside of their Dropbox folder, all of a sudden, magically, a new folder appears that says client dash their name. And then what will happen is it depend. Let's just say it's a 40 megabyte file. By the time that it gets in there, it starts syncing or downloading that 40 megabyte file. Probably take them about three or four minutes. And then about four or five minutes after they've accepted that folder into their Dropbox, that recording of our consulting call has just been placed there. Now, all of a sudden, let's just say my client says, hey, Cliff, I recorded something, but I'm getting a funny sound in here. Now, of course, I could have them send me their, you know, an an MP3 file attached to, you know, uh, an email, right? Well, sometimes my clients are recording this in Wave and the file's like 38 megabytes for this five-minute recording that they did. Um, And so what I do is I I just have them drop it into their Dropbox and, you know, with, you know, within 20 minutes or so, because they're they're big files here, I I just come back 20 minutes later, I pull up their, their folder inside of my Dropbox and I have the file. It's sitting there on my hard drive. It is really cool. Now, 
Of course, I've been talking about how I do this as a consultant, but here's the thing. I could actually, and, and by the way, Andrea, I know that you listen to the podcast. We need to get, <laughs> I, I don't know why I haven't done this yet, but I need to get you to install Dropbox. I think it's going to be very valuable for us to share documents back and forth. So remind me via email or uh, the next time we talk on the phone and I will send, I will actually create a Dropbox folder uh, for you and I to share back and forth and uh and, and this is a tool I need to be using with my virtual assistant because we do actually um, transfer a couple documents back and forth via email from time to time. And I think it'd be great for us to be able to just share that Dropbox together. So this is a great tool. Go check it out. Dropbox.com. Everybody should be using it with their virtual assistant. All right. The next tool that I'm going to talk about is one that I really, really like. And it's QuickBooks. All right. I hate accounting. It's one, it is absolutely my least favorite things to do. In fact, I've, I'm at the point now where I've been very blessed and I credit God to all the blessings that he's poured out on me and my business. And uh, I'm just so thankful. And I'm at this place now and I'm not kidding you that, that when I say that I'm blessed. I, the other day I had three consulting calls on, a, I think it was a Tuesday and it was last week or no, it was Wednesday of last week. It was Wednesday of last week. I had three consulting calls I think I made over $900 that day uh, by talking to these three different clients. And it, I mean, blessings out of this world. I, it, it blows my mind and, and I'm very thankful for it. But I made over $900. But at, at the end of the day, I had to invoice them for $900. I was going from one call into the next. And then, of course, immediately after that day, uh, I was scheduled to take my son to go see a movie, and then the next day I had recording. And, and I'll tell you what, it's just it's just a pain in the butt to invoice people. Well, one of the things that I like to do is have my virtual assistant take on some of my accounting work for me. And, and initially, when I first started out working with Andrea, my virtual assistant, I was using QuickBooks for the desktop on my Windows-based PC. And she was doing a great job. We actually used LogMeIn. I talked about that uh, either last week or the week before. LogMeIn.com that allows her to access my desktop computer and manipulate and maneuver things on my computer screens, you know, on my computer while I'm away from it. And so I, I talked a little bit about that. And I used to have her sign into my QuickBooks on my desktop because I wanted to make sure that I always had access to it. Well, what I found is that I was, number one, I was actually got to the point where it's like, okay, so Andrea is going to be using QuickBooks on Mondays from 12 to 1. Well, that means that I can't use my desktop from 12 to 1 because she's going to be dialed into it. And so I don't want to uh, do that. So I'm going to have to go do something else. And that was kind of inconvenient. And so, you know, not to mention the fact that there were some times that I would love to be able to have access to this via the web. And of course, I could use LogMeIn. And while LogMeIn.com is great, it is not the best. It, I mean, there's delays. There's, I mean, it's not the same as having immediate access to a piece of software. And not to mention the fact that I'll be honest with you, I'm very, I'm very horrible at doing those updates. It's like there's a security patch update. It's like I, it's just who has time to do all that because it tells me at the end it wants to reboot my computer, and I only reboot my computer about once a week because I, you know, I've always got Windows open everywhere, and I'm not sure if everything's saved, and I'm always doing so many different things. So I decided to move to QuickBooks Online. So if you just, I think if you go to QuickBooksOnline.com and let me just check that just real quick. QuickBooks 
quickbooksonline.com. And it takes you, I think it's quickbooksonline.intuit.com. But yeah, if you go to quickbooksonline.com, it will take you there. And when you actually click on products and pricing, I want to tell you there, I think it shows there's only two options. There's $9.95 a month and then $34.95 you know, a month. So $10 a month and $35 a month. Well, I want to tell you this. There is a middle of the road option. There is, a, there is an option that allows you to do some of the things that are missing inside the basic plan. Uh, but you don't necessarily need all of the things that are going on in the, you know, that professional $35 plan. Uh, so I think I pay if I, and now I don't know this for certain. I, I haven't looked at my billing in, in quite some time, but I think I'm paying like 20 bucks a month, which is, you know, I'm saving $15 a month than what's on the, on the system there. And one of the things that I definitely needed is, is and that's not included in the $10 a month plan was I needed the ability to, to actually to set up my online account using a backup from the desktop. And that is not available. You cannot do this. You can start fresh from scratch for $10 a month if you're not using QuickBooks already. But if you're already using QuickBooks desktop and you want to convert it over to online, you can't do the $9.95 a month. And by the website, literature and everything that's on there, you would think that this is only, you know, only available to you if you spend $35 a month. And uh, excuse me while I uh, turn off the ringer in the studio here. By the way, if you are trying to dial in for the virtual assistant podcast, uh, do me a favor and let me know in the chat room. Uh, and and I'll that way I'll at least know that the calls coming into my studio are for this podcast. And honestly, I prefer audio feedback for virtual assistant podcasts on our voicemail feedback hotline so I can preview it and have prepared some answers for you at 859-795-4067. Again, that's 859-795-4067. But anyway, so, so here's what you do. If you have QuickBooks desktop and you want to go to QuickBooks online, Call the phone number at the top of the screen. There's an 800 number at the top at quickbooksonline.com. When you call them, tell them that you heard from a source. You don't have to tell them where you heard it from. But if you, you call them and tell them, say, listen, I have QuickBooks desktop. I want to upgrade to online. I want to move to online. But I don't need everything in the $34.95 plan. I heard that you have a plan that's in between the 10 and the 35. And I'm almost positive it's either 20 or 25 bucks. So tell them you want that. They will get you set up. They'll walk you through the setup. And that's what I did. And I'm glad I did because now I can log into QuickBooks online from my browser at home, from my browser on the road. And the best thing is, is that my virtual assistant can log into QuickBooks, do all of the accounting work for me. And not only that, she can do all that while I'm still here doing all the things I need to do on my computer. So QuickBooks Online has been, it has radically transformed everything. In, and I really enjoy using QuickBooks Online. All right, so I'll tell you what, we got a voicemail from Scott, and he's going to tell us about a technology tool. Scott, take it away. Hey, Cliff, this is Scott Priestley calling from Lionshare Software. Uh, this is for the Virtual Assistant Podcast. I was listening to you talk about how you track mileage or how you maybe don't track mileage, 
And I wanted to share a tool with you that has been fantastic for me in tracking mileage, but also a tool that's been fantastic for me in doing all sorts of other tasks and sharing them with someone like a virtual assistant. It's called Jot, J-O-T-T. You can find it at jot.com. And for a really small amount of money, I believe it's $3.95 a month, it's a service that allows me to call a particular phone number, leave a message, and that message can be uh, forwarded to anyone I would like via email. But typically I send it to myself, and I say my beginning odometer reading is this, and I'm traveling to this location, and it goes right into my email where I can archive it and then search on that uh, particular uh, information. I can also send that over to a virtual assistant, so instead of uh, having that transcribed and sent to my, my email account, it would be sent to their email account. Uh, you can also use Jot to add things to your Google Calendar. Uh, so I'll say I have a meeting tomorrow at 10 a.m. Um, with Joe, added to my Google Calendar, and, uh, and it gets added uh, right by Jot. $3.95 a month. It's been fantastic for me to use uh, on my cell phone when I'm driving. Uh, so I don't have to stop and pull over or try to write something down. Anyhow, great show. Always appreciate it. Always enjoy it. Uh, hope you're well. Take care. Scott, thank you so much for calling that in. And I remember when Jot first came out, I was using Jot for myself personally. And I don't know why I got away from using it, but it is a great service. You do get a phone number that you can call in and it can tell by you know your caller ID that you know it signs you immediately into your account. And you can leave just these little voice messages for yourself. And the and one of the cool things, and and and, and tell me if I'm wrong, Scott, but I, I believe that they actually have real live human beings who listen to all of those message and they messages that you leave, and they transcribe those for you and send you an email. I could be wrong, but I'm nearly positive that I'm I'm about 99.9% positive that at one point they were doing live human transcription of your voice messages and and they may still be doing it today. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure I'm right on that. So jot.com, that's J-O-T-T.com. In fact, I'm going to just confirm that that's the J-O-T-T.com is the correct thing. And uh, let's see here. Yes. It says here, three ways to make your mobile life easier. Jot voicemail, Jot assistant, and Jot for Salesforce. Email a te- email and text and add to your list, set reminders, appointments, use the web, all with your voice. Try it. How does it work? Um, let's see here. So anyway, ta- Jot takes the spoken messages, turns them into text, and sends them to the right destination. Uh, so anyway, you can go check that out. The website's very clear on explaining how the service works. And uh, it is a great service. Um, I, I had used it in the past, and who knows, I may end up using it again in the future. And thanks, Scott, for reminding me about that service. And and as far as the monthly fee, if it helps you to become more efficient in delegating tasks, then by golly, it's worth a couple bucks a month, isn't it? I mean, at least I think so. Hey, we're going to move on to an email that I got from a friend named Jonathan who listens to the Virtual Assistant podcast. And this is what Jonathan writes. He says, man, things are pretty wild on the Virtual Assistant front. Just yesterday, I found out about a potential project worth between $10,000 and $15,000 between engineering and graphics work. One month ago, this type of project would have been would have carved out 
one to two months of my time to do. But now, because of my VAs and automation systems that I've put in place, I can turn this out in a turn this around in about 48 hours if I had to, spending only two to three hours of my own time. If this project does materialize, I'm thinking that this would be a good talking point for getting my foot in the door on being a VA coach or having a blog, ebook, or something. I've only done the VA thing for the past month, so I'm definitely no expert by any stretch. On the domestic virtual assistant front, I found a marketing expert for $25 an hour who's worked with major brands like Coors and some Facebook equivalent company in U- in Europe, and he's just awesome. Turns out he normally charges $100 an hour uh, during the day but is doing VA work just to make it just to get a wider range of experience. He's perfect for helping launch my brand. Just a few minutes ago, I found a hardworking virtual assistant in the Philippines on the Dean's list for electrical engineer for $3 an hour responding to a PowerPoint listing, thinking I'll give it a shot and if nothing else, form a relationship with him. I know you're not big on, I'm sorry, he says, I, good. He says, I know you're big on community. So can you imagine if you had a network of 20 to 30 virtual assistants who were your friends, who were highly skilled in various disciplines and were united under a common vision, a la, let's say, a la Seth Godin's tribes. Not only could you provide an excellent standard of living for them for $2 to $10 a month, but you could have thousands of hours of expertise per month for a given company or a given company or project for maybe $5,000 to $10 a month of total expense. The possibilities are absolutely mind-blowing. So, Jonathan, welcome to the world of virtual assistants. And yes, you are thinking in the right direction. Um, I mean, I am so excited to hear that a month ago you finally plunged into this and you see the value that having a virtual assistant can do. And and, and you're absolutely right that you're not dreaming too big. Um, I really think that you're right on to this thing. And, and, and I encourage you to continue to let us know uh, how things are going for you. I love to hear the stories of other people who are experiencing great success with their virtual assistants because I, that's why I started this podcast. I started this podcast to encourage and inspire people like yourself to get in and try having a virtual assistant. It's changed my life and I really believe that it can change other people's lives as well. All right, we have a bunch of other audio feedback, and then we're going to turn next over to Brent Green. Brent? Hey, Cliff. It's Brent Green calling in from Kansas City for the Virtual Assistant Podcast. Hey, you and I had had a conversation here several months ago in your gspn.tv forums about virtual assistants, and at that time you had said, hey, not much help on this. I know I need to look for a VA as well, but I just haven't put the time into it. Well, I kind of went on hold with that for a while, the whole idea of, of uh, having a VA, and your VA podcast kind of got me inspired again, and what I did was uh, revisit that idea and hired a fantastic virtual assistant, and I went with one from the Philippines. Now, I, I had called in a question earlier, I think to your second or third VA podcast, 
asking about international versus domestic VAs. And my wife and I have a love for all things cross-cultural, and our business focus there at PursuingMeaningfulWork.com is also uh, cross-cultural focused or internationally focused. We have several clients from different countries that are seeking meaningful work. But we went with a guy from the Philippines, and he has been absolutely fantastic. So he's being paid a wage that's higher than what he would normally get there in the Philippines, but quite a bit less for us. And man, he is a hard worker and a fast learner, and we are very, very excited. So for example, this week I traveled and was on uh, was on business traveling, had meetings all day and all evening, and he processed all our podcasts, did our did some blog posts, all kinds of different things for us, and scheduled those things, things like that, while I was busy all week. He has taken probably at least 10 hours of work away from me each week, and I love it. So, hey, sorry for the long message. Just want to say a big thanks to the VA podcast and wanted to share that tangible example how you are helping people with your, not only your gspn.tv, your entire business and ministry, but also specifically the VA podcast. Again, this is Brent Green at PursuingMeaningfulWork.com. Thanks, Cliff. Bye-bye. All right, Brent, thank you so much for calling in. And folks, listen to me here, okay, for just a moment. I mean, I, I know you're listening to a lot of things that I say, but just a moment here. I want you to understand these voicemails, these are not all super ultra rich, I mean, mega millionaire people that are calling in using virtual assistants. These folks are just like you. I mean, I'm 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 a guy who runs a business out of his home. You know, I had never had any formal business training whatsoever. No formal business training at all. And January of 2008, I launched my very own business doing something that nobody else in the world does, full-time podcasting for a living. Seriously, full-time podcasting for a living. And I tried to figure out a way to make a business out of doing something nobody else has done before. And here I am, two two years later, uh, I consider myself to be successful. And, I, and I, again, it's not because of all the things that I've done, although God's obviously gifted me in in many ways, but I credit God to all the success that I have. But here I am. I'm just a normal guy using a virtual assistant and my profits and my efficiency and my expert, you know, and and my and my ability to handle everything has increased, you know, multiple times as the result of having the help of a virtual assistant. I will tell you right now, I could not do half of what I've done this week had I not had the help of my virtual assistant. Today, as I'm recording this right now, I I will be recording today on Thursday eight podcasts, eight podcast episodes from 8.30 in the morning until 5.30 in the evening. By the time I go to dinner tonight, all episodes, all eight of them will likely be posted online. In fact, Several of the podcasts that I've already recorded today are already online. Who did those? My virtual assistant. Brent Green, just a normal, typical guy. You know, and and don't think that you can't do it because you can. I just want to encourage you. Anyway, I want to say thank you to our sponsor, ContemporaryVA.com. 
That's contemporaryva.com. That is, of course, where I found my virtual assistant, or actually that's where Andrea, who is my virtual assistant, works for. That's that She works for Contemporary VA. And of course, you guys listening to this episode all the way from the beginning know that I didn't find her. She found me. Uh, very thankful for that, by the way, Andrea. Thank you again. Uh, but Contemporary VA is an excellent place to turn for finding a virtual assistant. They are the sponsor of this podcast. They pay me a lot of money, okay? They pay me a lot of money every month to produce this podcast for you and release it to you for free. So if you're thinking about hiring a virtual assistant, I can't recommend virtual or Contemporary VA more highly than I do. And by the way, I approached them. I came up with the concept of this podcast and I was convinced that they were the sponsor that I wanted to have for this podcast. And they signed up initially for a three-month contract and I want to let you know they just renewed. They just renewed this week and I got the new renewal contract in. So we're good for another three months of content here from the Virtual Assistant Podcast and I want to say thank you to them for that. And uh, again, if you find out about if you if you decide to check them out over there, which, by the way, I've got a client. His name is Winston. Winston, I know that you're listening to the podcast out there. Thank you. Uh, He just hired uh, somebody from Contemporary VA and signed up for the twenty dollar a month uh, uh, retainer plan. Same one that I started out with. And of course, those of you listening, you know, as I go along through this journey, you know, that effective July, I'm moving to 30 hours a month with my virtual assistant, and I'm so excited. But you know what? Here's one of the things, and, and, and I love this because Dan Miller is somebody who, let's just say, is very popular. And I'm going to be mentioning this in my podcast, Answer Man podcast as well. So for those of you who listen to both, you're going to hear this voice, this little clip, audio clip twice. But let me just tell you, the words getting out about contemporary VA, have a listen to this. This is from Dan Miller's 48 Days to the Work You Love podcast. Tammy says, Dan, how do I find a job that is online and work from home and that pays well. Well, Tammy, you find that the same way you want to find a job where you go sit in a cubicle every day and they pay you well and you enjoy the work. You just get out here, get in the game, and find that. I mean, Google work at home. You're going to find a whole lot of things there. If you go to, you know what, and I'll put this up on our podcast link resources as well, but you can also go to my blog. If you just go to my uh, 48 Days blog, Over on the right-hand side, you're going to see the No More Mondays appendix. Now, that's something that I can update it because it's online rather than printed. And I purposely took that out of the books so I could update that. But there's an appendix there, and if you just click on that appendix, you can scroll down, and you're going to see specific resources for working at home. They're out there. They really are. I mean, you can go, you can be a virtual assistant. So you can go to places like Odesk or Elance or virtual assistant in Israel or contemporary VA, um, contemporary virtual assistant. I mean, you can go to sites like that and and offer your services. I mean, those are all legitimate places to uh, contribute work and get paid for what it is that you're doing. There you go. Did you just hear that? Contemporary VA just got a mention on the do, on the Dan Miller podcast, and uh, that's pretty cool stuff. Now, of course, I know the reason why he mentions Contemporary VA and why they are top of mind in Dan Miller's, uh, you know, in his mind. Whenever he thinks of virtual assistant, the 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 company Contemporary VA comes to mind, and he and it comes to mind because of his he and I have a friendship with one another, and of course, he knows that they sponsor my podcast. 
And uh, we talk. I, I I talked at length with talked to him at length about some of the things I'm experiencing in my business, and uh, he's really excited about some of the things. And in fact, he's hired some VAs of his own, and this is really great stuff. But uh, yeah, contemporary VA, great stuff. Thank you for sponsoring this podcast, and thank you for signing up to sponsor for another three months. Really appreciate it. Hey, we're moving on here. We've got two more pieces of audio feedback. The next one comes from my good friend, Sean Roberts. Sean, take it away. This is Sean Roberts from SeanJRoberts.com. Cliff, this question is for the Virtual Assistant Podcast. My question is, how do you determine how quickly tasks are going to be done with your virtual assistant or just in general? If you send something over, do you do you tell her, I need this in an hour, I need this in a day, or I need this whenever you can get it. I'm just trying to figure out how the flow goes because I've got some pretty consistent needs in my business. If I was going to use a virtual assistant, I would need to know that I can send something and then get it back within a reasonable period of time. Thank you for the show. You're doing a great job. Sean, thank you very much for your question. And to answer your question, it's all about open communication and clearly communicating expectations. Uh, and and it's, it would be no different. I mean, here's the thing. And again, I want to stress this important thing. Think about this. If you hired somebody as your employee in your business, would you, how would you handle that situation? Would you hire somebody that you didn't think could could turn around and give you the response time on the tasks that you just mentioned that you have that you could, you know, ongoing tasks that need to get done. Would you hire somebody as an employee? How can you, if you were thinking about hiring an employee to work at your place of business, how would you handle that situation? How would you handle making sure that it's no different having a virtual assistant and having, having an employee, the conversations about expectations and about how quickly you want things done. They, they happen. Those conversations happen exactly the same way. There's no special trick to, to communicating to a virtual assistant in a different way. So, so number one is just about having the conversation. Now I will tell you, there are some things that I have done where I haven't clearly communicated to my virtual assistant. And, and again, it's nothing about having a virtual assistant. I would have done, had the same kind of issue had I had an employee and I just said, Hey, can you get this done? And they say, well, yeah, I'll get on that. And of course, you know, you check in with them two days later. It's like, Oh, you needed that. You needed that today. Oh, okay. Well, let me do that right now. Um, so now I will tell you my virtual assistant, Andrea, she's awesome because she'll ask, I'll give her a task. And sometimes I don't, tell her what the deadline is and she said she'll say she'll come back she goes do you want you know does this need to be done today or can I hold off until Monday on this and I'm like you can hold off until Monday and of course what I did is recently on on Friday this past Friday I had a several voicemails that were in my my Google voice inbox and I sent her over an email and said Andrea I've got a couple of different people who've called and said they're considering hiring me. They've heard about me either in the newspaper or in an article somewhere referred by a friend uh, and they want to get onto my schedule about consulting with me. And I asked her if she would listen to those and you know, I sent her an email. Can you, I said, can you preview those? Will you create contacts in high rise or content or our, our customer relationship management software? Can you add contact information for them and then put notes about whatever you did and see if you can schedule them for a consulting call over the next week or two. And she said, sure, I'll do that. And she says, can I, you, do you need this done today or can I do this Monday morning? Cause this was late in the afternoon on Friday. And I said, Monday's fine. 
Well, I got to thinking about it after I had already told her Monday was fine. And I said, you know what? I said to myself, you know what? I need to call these people. So I went ahead and just listened to their voicemails and I called all three of them. It took me about 25 minutes. And uh, you know what? I had some great conversations with the first two and and I'm pretty sure I'm about 90% sure both of those people are going to end up hiring me within the next 30 days. And the third person I actually spent about 20 minutes on the phone with. And it was great. Um, it, it was it was a wonderful conversation. That person ended up buying two hundred dollars worth of digital training video training products that I have. And he says as soon as that he's as soon as he's done going through those two different video training products, he's going to hire me for ongoing consulting to actually do the technical end of getting him launched and then coaching him along the process. So um, those calls, I, I really felt after I had already told her that Monday was okay, I felt that I'd probably get, a you know, some brownie points with these people if I actually had a quicker response. And then I determined, you know what, probably for an initial call, rather than feeling like you're lost in the shuffle, I decided that, you know, why don't I give them a little personal attention instead of handing and delegating this task of an initial sales call, if you will, off to my virtual assistant um, why don't I go ahead and take care of that myself? And so I am actually going back and forth on what I give and what I don't give. But here's the situation. I asked her, I asked her to do the task. I didn't, I, in my mind, I was thinking she would do it before she left. She asked if it was okay to, if she needed it done, if I needed it done now, then she says, can I do it Monday? I communicated that Monday was fine. I went ahead and did it after some thought. And then I emailed her and said, you know what? Forget it. I went ahead and did those. I've cleared them all out and here's the result. And this is why I did it. And uh, we had a good conversation this week about, you know, the fact that I I probably am going to do any kind of an initial call like that. I'm going to handle those on my own. So um, and and, and, but anyway, that's how you do it, Sean. You you have to communicate. You have to say, you know, I I would I want you to do this task and I have this deadline. I would like to have this done uh, by the end of the day tomorrow. Can you submit that to me? And you just give them a deadline. They're they're okay with that. And if they're not okay with that, when you hire a virtual assistant, make sure that you under you you have that conversation with them that says, you know, I want to make sure that, you know, I'm going to give you deadlines. I'm going to communicate to you. If I ever fail to communicate to you when a project is due, I need you to ask me. And if I ever give you a, a deadline and you don't think you can do it, I need to know when I give it to you so that I can stay up until four o'clock in the morning and do it myself. Because sometimes it's just that important and I understand that. And that's the kind of relationship that I have with my virtual assistant, that we have open lines of communication. And she has actually told me when she, you know, she says, I'm not going to be able to do that today, but I can get to it. Either I can come in and I can do some work tomorrow on Saturday or if it can wait until Monday. And she's actually done some work for me late at night. And she's also done work for me on the weekend. And uh, it's just, you know, you just have that conversation. You have that relationship. The one thing I'm going to tell you, contrary to what I read in four hour work week, I like to have my virtual assistant rather than feeling like a peon that works on for me, you know, works on uh, things for me and works for me. I like to view my my virtual assistant, especially Andrea. I like to view her as as uh, well, not just an assistant, but but as a partner in my business, somebody who's who is ex- just as excited about what I do as I am and wants to see me succeed as much as I want to succeed myself. And when you get somebody like that, they're going to be very attentive to your needs. And uh, and when you give them a timely deadline, they're going to do their best for it. And I, I really want to encourage you, Sean, 
uh, I, 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 I want to encourage you take the plunge, take the plunge and hire a virtual assistant, go over to CVA, sign up for a retainer of $20 a month uh, or $28, 20 hours a month. It's $380 a month, but trust me, you'll get every penny's worth of value from it. And if you don't, if it doesn't work out for you, you can call back and let me know why it didn't work out and, and I'll commiserate with you. But I'm sure I won't hear back in that in that realm at all. Hey, Woody's got a call, and then we're going to wrap things up here. Woody, take it away. Yeah, hi there. My name is Woody Nash. I'm calling from Morristown, New Jersey, uh, regarding the Virtual Assistant Podcast. And I have tried on several occasions to get started with a virtual assistant, uh, oftentimes overseas, actually. But I have to admit, I'm having a difficult time uh, delegating and often find that the time that it takes for me to explain a task to somebody, I could just have easily done it myself. And I know that's a pitfall and that uh, I just need to get used to systematizing and offloading things, but it is so difficult. How do you develop the discipline of saying, I'm not going to do it myself, I'm going to hand this off to somebody, and how do you make sure that it gets done well? Thank you very much. All right, Woody, thank you very much for calling in. And uh, normally, uh, and by the way, I want you guys to understand this. When you call in questions, don't ever, don't ever not call in because you think somebody else has probably answered a question because your question is is so basic to understanding what a virtual if you want to call in and say what is a virtual assistant call in have we covered that absolutely have and normally when you call in a question that i've already covered in the past i'm just going to refer you i'm basically going to just re-answer the question because one of the things that i know from podcasting is every single episode that i produce is is going to be several people's first episode they've ever heard of my podcast so i i would typically answer this in full over again, even though I've already answered in the past, but because I know for a fact that it was episode nine, which I recorded last week, uh, Woody, I encourage you to go back and listen to episode number nine at virtualassistantpodcast.com. And the reason why is because that question came up word for word last week. Now, with that being said, I'm not going to go as full into detail about this. I encourage you to go back to that one, but I will go ahead. And for those of you who are not likely to go back to virtualassistantpodcast.com and go and make sure that you listen to episode number nine or subscribe to the podcast and grab episode number nine out of the feed as well. Um, What I want to do is I just want to tell you this. Number one, uh, why not try um, first and foremost, why not try a domestic virtual assistant? Unless the only reason you were going for a VA was because, you know, the appeal of two or four or five or six bucks an hour. Uh, but if, if you, th- if you can find value in hiring somebody for 19 bucks an hour, uh, try somebody domestically, see if you get a different kind of feel and connection to the person that you are, you're working with that, that might be something uh, to, to consider there. But that really has very little to play into this whole, how do I delegate a task when it's just as easy for me to go ahead and do it? In fact, it's easier for me to do the task than to train somebody else. All right. A couple things. And again, this is just really glossing over it because I went into detail last week in episode number nine. But here's the first thing I said. Number one, do the task yourself. Don't delegate it just yet. In fact, do the task yourself, commit to doing the task yourself 
over and over and over again. But here's the thing. From this point forward, never do that task that you want to delegate without documenting every single step that you go through. And so once you've gone through that task and you've documented every single step, then go through every time you do that task again, follow the steps. And if all of a sudden it's like, oh, I forgot this step. Oh, you know what? I didn't realize this, but if this happens, then this step doesn't apply. Then I have to do this one. And what you said yourself, you have to you have to create a system and put a system in place and you have to create checklists. And once you've done it yourself several times, then you have a workflow of how to do that task. Then you actually do. You're just going to have to take the time to teach somebody else how to do it. So that's the other thing is it is it isn't easy. It doesn't just happen. They don't just magically know how to do things the way you do them. So the next step is to train your virtual assistant. It may take you four times as long. And that's an exaggeration. But let's just say worst case scenario. It may take you four times as long to train your virtual assistant how to do the task than it would for you to do the task yourself. That is just the nature of the game. However, if you're only going to do, if your virtual assistant is only going to do this two or three times for you, then yeah, it's stupid to delegate that task. Instead, delegate your tasks to your assistant that come up repeatedly over and over and over and over again. I will tell you this. I have actually had some things that I've trained my virtual assistant that I've literally spent hours, you know, you know, over the course of a couple months, I spent hours working and training on how to do my sales process, for example, how I do equipment sales. And she is now intimately uh, involved in every aspect of all of my equipment sales. She even she can actually she could probably pick up the phone. And if the client knew what they wanted I wouldn't have to be involved at all. It took me it took me a, a, a total of several hours to train her how to do that. Now, the thing is, is how long would it take me to do an order from beginning to end? Probably only about 20 minutes, 30 minutes. But what? how long does it take her? 20 to 30 minutes as well. But the thing is, is though, I now no longer have to worry about that process at all. Now I take the time to talk with a client and then afterwards, instead of spending, you know, 15, 20, 30 minutes on processing that order, I just pass it off to my virtual assistant. And how many times do I process orders? Well, there are some times, and especially since I'm getting ready to go back into the full swing of uh, some equipment sales in a different direction than I did in the past. I can tell you right now, there's possibility over the next month that my equipment sales might jump back up to about 15, 20, maybe maybe even as much as 30 or 40 equipment sales a week. And I won't have to touch any of them. And that, my friend, is is where it's like, you know what? Can I do all those myself? Yes. Is it quicker for me on each individual time I process in order to just do it myself than to train my VA? Yes, it is. But there's value in taking a long period of time to train your virtual assistant how to do a task that is going to be something that your virtual assistant can do for you time and time and time again. And then one last thought here. And again, I say this a lot and you'll hear me say this over and over again, at least for another three months and hopefully beyond. Uh, I really believe in developing a relationship with your virtual assistant that is going to be an ongoing relationship. 
Sure, there are going to be some projects where you just hire a virtual assistant to do some data entry, to do some repetitive tests that pretty much any monkey could do if they knew how to work the computer software that you need them to do it on. But, you know, there are there are things that you can do, and that's just one off. But when it comes to training somebody to do something that for you that comes up over and over again, I really suggest hiring a virtual assistant and really considering them more like an employee uh, in your business than just somebody who you've hired as a temp from the temp agency. Because a virtual assistant does not have to be like a temp. It can be like somebody who who is basically uh, a doppelganger of yourself, who comes in and can do things the way that you do them and care about it the way that you do. And maybe it's hard. Maybe you don't find that kind of virtual assistant right off the bat. But I'll tell you what, I, I just thank God that I've been blessed in the way that I have. My virtual assistant is awesome. Andrea, I can't tell you how much I appreciate you. And I think virtual assistant, or I, I think contemporary VA for sponsoring this podcast that allows me to come here each and every week to share my thoughts with you and to answer your questions. Please give me a call with your questions at 859-795-4067. Do you have a virtual assistant? Did you just hire a virtual assistant as a result of being inspired by this podcast? I want to hear about your experiences as well. Give me a call, 859-795-4067. Hey, I'll be back again next week live at 1 p.m. Eastern time at gspn.tv slash live. Until next time, join the community.